to Kelly's Green Lounge Radio. We are a cannabis-friendly establishment. Wow, yeah. Holy moly. Episode three. I guess that makes it a thing now. The one was to test it out. Then the two was like, okay, let's see if I can do this again. And now there's three. And I've got like four interviews. So, okay. I got a podcast. (laughs) Kelly's Green Lounge Radio podcast, episode number three. The one with the nomad, the happy hippies, the blaze, and the blueberry. So much coming up for you. It seems like all I do is go around when I meet people in the cannabis community, and I say to them, hey, I do this podcast. (laughs) Can I just talk to you, please? Can I interview you? Can I pick your brain? And I have been meeting with people that are new to the cannabis industry, Um, maybe not new to cannabis, but new into making it a career or a business. And then I meet with older people that um, have been around in the industry for years since before legalization. I love hearing those stories. What I'm finding is that there is a difference. There's a contrast between people that worked and played and did stuff in the industry that were prior to legalization. And, and, and I don't mean just October of last year legalization. I mean, like, you know, those last three or four years when the dispensaries were popping up and yes, they weren't legal, but it was more like people were eating edibles and gummies and candies and vapes and all of the new kind of uh, cannabis stuff was coming out. So there's those people. And then there's the people that rolled oil joints outside of an arcade in the 80s. <laughs> I have, I've interviewed uh, people like that that are coming up on this podcast and I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving the fact that I can meet all of these different variety of people, the ones that know that right now it's the money-making, popular industry to be in, I guess, back lack of a better word. There's those ones. And then there's the ones that are medical experts that are going, oh my God, this plant is amazing. I just want to share it with everybody. I want to help heal. And that's the process they're in now. Maybe they've worked in it for years or it's something new to them. And then I am talking to cannabis experts that are have been campaigning and have been advocates and have been people that really, I mean, they're the reason why it's legal now, baby. They are the ones that paved the path for everybody that's working in it now. And I feel really lucky to be able to talk to all this variety of people. The consensus is this look in their eye, this joy that they know what this plant brings them. They know what the plant may bring a loved one or themselves or what it is, the magical benefits, the properties of the plant, whether you're eating it, whether you're smoking it, whether you're 
doing it medically or whether you're doing it recreationally, people that are doing it, that have found the love of cannabis, really know just how amazing of a plant that it is. So coming up, We've got um, an interview with Happy Hippies. I, it was such a long interview. Basically, I put the microphone in front of them and I said, let's chat. Let's just smoke some joints and let's chat and tell me. Um, they're middle-aged people, uh, so they've got quite a few stories over the, the vast few decades of uh, working and playing with cannabis. I've also got uh, Blaze Bliss coming up, an interview with her. She's just amazing. She's uh, somebody that medicates right from the moment she opens her eyes, right to bed, She'll even wake up in the middle of the night, hit the bong and go back to sleep because she actually needs to. This is something that this young woman uses so that she is okay minute to minute, day by day. And she just has the loveliest spirit. I have a little interview with the nomad cook, Travis Peterson, coming up. He is from the west coast of Canada. He's in Toronto right now, and he's doing an infused dining series. And I was able to go to one of his brunches recently. It was amazing. I spoke to him. And then I've got a blueberry story. I said to someone... Uh, someone that I respect a lot who is also a chronic. Uh, what is the best weed that you've ever smoked? Because this woman has smoked and smoked and smoked. So she's got to have a favorite, right? And this is the greatest blueberry story. And that's all here for episode number three of Kelly's Greenland Radio. I always liked the term nomad. I always thought it was cool. Somebody that walks around everywhere and doesn't have a home and travels and isn't tied down. That's what a nomad is. I'm not sure if this is actually Travis Peterson, but he's called the Nomad Cook. He's out of British Columbia. He started out on the West Coast and he's got an infused dining series that I've been following for a while and I'm really impressed with it. We've actually ordered some of his tinctures to use for an upcoming farm to table supper that we're having this July out in Clarington. And I went this past weekend to his 420 brunch and I was able to sit down with him and ask him a couple of questions and see where his head's at, why he does what he does. And this is the interview. So I'm here with Travis Peterson. He's the Nomad Cook and I'm at his infused breakfast. Thanks so much for a great brunch. Thank you for coming. Yeah, it was amazing. What I really liked about it is that you were able to speak to people ahead of time and get their levels. How does your level system work? Um, kind of broke it down. This is infused dining 101. So we try to make it a very safe and welcoming space for anyone who's new um, to cannabis infused dining. So I go on a scale of one to five to make it simple. Uh, one being the lowest dosage of 10 milligrams of THC with about 40 milligrams of CBD throughout the meal to really balance the two out. Uh, we then go 25 milligrams of THC, 50 milligrams, 100 milligrams and up to our 150 milligrams for our people who are fives. So this is something that you've been doing in Toronto for a little while now, but you've been doing longer in Canada. How did this all start? Uh, I got started last 420. We turned my house into a pop-up restaurant. We had 164 people over four days. Uh, it was done in Vancouver. And that's uh, so when we started the Infused Dining Series and I started moving around the country, going to other cities. And uh, over the last six months, I've done five events here in Toronto and felt it was time to, to move out here and focus growing the brand a bit in uh, Canada's largest city. So have you been a cannabis user for a long time? 
Uh, yeah, it's about 18, 20 years I've been using cannabis. And what gave you the idea? Like, how did you think I'm going to be a chef and then I'm going to infuse it with cannabis? Or how did that come to part? Um, well, I've been a chef for about two years as a private chef, um, trying to identify who I was as a chef. Uh, I did the first Infused Dining Series. I was inspired by the herbal chef out of L.A. He came up to Vancouver, did a pop-up dinner. Uh, this was before legalization. I just thought, um, you know, if there's people from other countries able to come here and do these, then, uh, you know, I was going to start myself. Originally, it was just going to be a one-time uh, pop-up, and now it is my sole focus. So you've now, you've developed, you've got the infused dining, but you also have your own products. Talk yeah, about that. Yeah, so the Nomad Cook really, we are going to be Canada's, sort of really the world's cannabis culinary brand. Uh, we're going to be producing ingredients and products that people can cook with cannabis at home themselves. Supplies recipes that uh, kind of break stigmas of what people think recipes are infused dining is. Not your brownies and your gummies and all that have a place. However, we want people making chicken noodle soup with CBD broth and, and dishes like that, that maybe little home remedies when you're not feeling the greatest, that cannabis might help you. Now, does it there have to be a balance between uh, the heating of the food and how it's done? And so will the people be able to do that at home themselves? Absolutely. Or? Right now with the tinctures, it's really 101. It, you just add it to whatever you want once you're done cooking. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as, as regulations come out and we're allowed to start really expanding exploring you know we'll have recipes for beginners and we'll work all the way up to your more advanced recipes that chefs might want to use and you're from the west coast but you're based in toronto for the next few months and you've got a great um, new series coming up yeah we're going to do a cannabis supper club here in toronto twice a week we'll be taking up to 10 guests and we'll be doing a private intimate interactive dinner and how can people find that online you can go to the nomadcook.ca or follow me on instagram at the underscore nomadcook Google me, email me, find my phone number, just get in touch with me. I started following Miss Blaze Bliss on Instagram not too long ago. I was quite intrigued by her passion for the cannabis plant. She's always posting videos and photos of her in the most positive way. This is a woman that lives with a lot of medical ailments. She's in excruciating pain day to day, hour by hour, and she uses cannabis to get by. I'm a fan of hers. She's a wonderful young woman. It was lovely to be able to interview her. She just puts a smile on your face and says the best stuff about this plant that she just understands is magical and it helps her. And she is so happy to be able to share her story. And this is our interview. Would you say that you're more of a recreational or a medicinal cannabis user? 90% of my day would be for medical reasons. I just use for recreational really at nighttime after to relax. And are you, like, from the time you wake up, right, to sleep? Literally, yeah. And even during the nighttime, if I wake up, like, this morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, I rolled over, and my back literally felt like it was on fire. So first thing I did was roll over. That's why I have this right, like this, sitting. I roll over out of bed, do a bunk, and just roll back into bed. Easy, and then you're able to... fall right back asleep, because if I get up and I start walking around, my ADHD and stuff kicks in, and then I'm up for the night. Right. Yeah. So you find that it resets you, balances you. Yes, definitely. And, like, anxiety, sleep, 
pain, you name it. Like it really, there's different ways I smoke it and use it for different reasons too. I have lotions, I have tinctures, I have full spectrum oils, I have edibles, I make edibles, there are edible cookies right here, you know. I have shatter, I have weed. And, so and it's all for different things. You so. know what you need it for. Yeah. Like you'll say, it took me I'm many years. anxious coming on. This is what I need to be Yeah, to. it's a bong. If I feel a really bad anxiety, I need a vape pen or a bong. It's instant relief. Instant, like as soon as you exhale, you're relaxed almost. Right. There's a, it goes right to the brain right away. And it's just a, instant relief, you know. But as opposed to like an edible or like a tincture or this other uh, full spectrum oil, it's going to take anywhere from like 20 minutes, 40 minutes to an hour even to kick in. And I don't have time like that when you have anxiety or a panic attack or really bad ADHD and you need to pay attention, you know. You need that instant relief. So I generally go for vape pens or bongs or sometimes I even have this shatterizer right here. This thing. Yeah. Yeah, the shatterizer is amazing for shatter because it's not messy. And like for back pain especially, I find it the best during the day because it doesn't make me sleepy. It just takes the pain away. But sometimes certain weeds will make me really tired. So then if I'm finding that happens, I switch it out and I start smoking shatter. And then if I find I'm just too high because I've smoked too much of something, CBD balances everything else out. Right. So. So how long have you been using for? Well, I'm 34. So about 10 years now. 10 years. Yeah. And so obviously we're less than a year into legalization. So you were using... Obviously, yes. prior, right. yes. Where, yeah. were you, where were you getting it? My dad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so he's always grown for personal reasons. Right. So he just gave me some of his always and was like, here you go. He didn't want me doing pills or getting, getting pharmaceuticals for pain or becoming an addict. So he gave me marijuana. So for your ailments, and if we can talk about that, you have you said you have some back pain and yeah. you've got ADHD. Yeah, I've got scoliosis, glaucoma, and ADHD as well as anxiety. So, so this really is your medicine. Literally. I was on 11 different medications before of pharmaceuticals, and now I'm on zero. Wow. Just weed. Wow. So, so doctors were prescribing to you. They were saying, try this, try this, Literally. Try this. I, I have a shelf full of pharmaceuticals of you, like antidepressants and, and stomach aids and anxiety pills and all these different things that they're like, oh, this will help. We'll take this to mask that. We'll take that to do that side effect and take that one. for. And it's just a different pill for a different thing every time. And then you're just, then you're getting more anxiety because you're forgetting to take all the pills. And then you get all these side effects because you missed pills. And it's literally more addicting than anything in the world. It messes you up more than any drug ever could, I think. So, so you found cannabis. Yeah, my dad was like, you know what? Smoke this. This joint here will help with all your pain. It's going to help with your sleep. It's going to help with your eating disorder. I was like 24 at the time, not eating and stuff. You know, I had some self-esteem issues and stuff. And literally, it helped me. I'm, I've lost weight using it. Um, I eat healthier. I actually infuse most of my meals with it for pain So I because I don't have time to smoke a lot, right? And I have the kids. So a non nonchalant way to do it and make sure I stay pain-free is just make sure like every couple hours I'm getting a meal or a snack or some sort of item that has CBD with a little bit of THC in it. And that it, you're infusing your, your yeah, food. Yeah, my coffee, my dinner, wow. um, cookies, uh, pretty much anything. So you just need that consi consistent yeah. state. Yeah. Just like if you were on like Ritalin or a painkiller, they say I take it every four to six hours, but you're supposed to take it on a schedule routinely because then it helps. And yeah. 
If you go 24 hours without it, you can feel the differences and stuff. I find the exact same with weed. Right. If you take it on a schedule and you know what you're using it for and you medicate properly and accordingly, you're not going to be that couch stoner people think it's about. Right. So do you grow your own? Not right now, but I'm looking to try. So where where do you get it? The green room mostly. Okay, and that's um that's in the Green Mile. Yeah, in the the reserve there in Roseneath or Roseneath, yeah. Whatever you want to call it. So, Aldershot or Alderville. Yeah, Alderville. Yeah, Alderville, yes. there we go. You're having you're able to go to a dispensary. I pay for rides actually. Yep. You yep. get out there and it's an hour from where you are. And the drive is so Beautiful. amazing, right? right? So like I'm a country girl stuck in the city. So I can't wait to go for that drive to the dispensary. Right. Just all the different scenery. And then I get there and I've known them for a long time, since almost a week after they opened, right? right? So as soon as I walk in, it's like a second home. I'm like, Hey, I'm back yeah. and everyone's happy to see you. They're right at the counter, ready to take your order. Right. Um, if there's something I have a question about or something I'm trying to solve or like a pain thing that I'm like oh I'm in a lot of pain this is what's been going on you know what do you recommend they are usually really accurate so let's talk about what kind of products we would see there um there's everything from fire fuel cartridges for your vape pens to um there's brookies there's brownies there's candies there's suckers there's this stuff called cbd easy and you put it in your water and it's like it's like that squirt stuff but it's CBD, 99% CBD for pain, no drowsiness to it. My friend calls it sleep med- uh, the sleep drink, but I didn't find it made me sleepy because I'm in so much pain. Okay. So it just really addressed my pain and let me keep going for the day. And you put it in your water bottle so you can literally just drink it okay. as you need. What are, what are some of your favorite strains that help uh, you the most? Super Jack during the day. Um, I find it to be the most energetic, and especially for, like, anxiety. If I'm having a really rough day, I'll smoke Super Jack because it really just is very relaxing. It's uplifting. It's almost euphoric, like, it's and it's very energizing. It's like it's like drinking an espresso or something, okay. you know? Um, another one is Pink Kush or Blueberry Kush. Um, those are very general daytime, any time of the day ones for pain and a lot of general use things, like anxiety for sure, um, but pain especially. Um, I use those two quite frequently. Um, and then Indica's, um, I'm, uh, I don't smoke a lot of Indica. So I guess mostly sativa at the end of the day or hybrids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Mazahar High Sharif um, is one of the best ones I find for pain and for sleep. So that's like an Indica based one that I would use for like nighttime. But I don't like to smoke Indica until after 6 p.m. or I'll be sleeping. Okay. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. yeah. And your edibles, they don't don't nope. make you tired. Not I eat all, them all right? day long. All day long. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have you <laughs> have you do you feel like any difference at all? Like you are just consistently the same since before legalization. Have you changed anything in your life? Have you felt like it's better or? Since I found the green room, which was probably be about 10 months before legalization, my life has been changed a lot because I just always drove out there. It's on the reserve. It's untouchable pretty much. Knock on wood. Hope right. it stays that way. <laughs> but so ever since I found them, the availability of the variety of products that they have, um, they have hash, they have oil, they have weed, they have shatter, they have edibles, they, they have tinctures, they have full spectrum oils. They literally have everything. So like you go in there, it's a kid in a candy shop. You get it's it's they even have cotton candy actually. So that's the first time I ever tried it was the green room. Okay. So that's where I got the idea to try it myself. Yeah. Well, we're, um, we're gonna have to get some now. And so the availability through the dispensaries and stuff is literally a blessing in disguise right. because 
that's how I found literally my way to get through my days without having to take doctor pills that just make everything worse and then they give you more pills and more pills and more pills because of all the side effects everything causes weed is a natural remedy i'm native at that twice oh mohawk and ojibwe right so it's a natural healing remedy for my culture yeah um so it's something i more believe in plant over pills it's my theory right it's my saying it's my motto whatever you know Um, and I believe that more people should think that way. Doctors, they should actually want to help people and heal them. Pills, they're a Band-Aid. So, yeah. I mean, maybe in some cases they might not be like diabetes or certain cases, but, I'm sure that you know, modern medicine, there's a place somewhere for it. Right. You can't need mend to find... a broken bone right. with cannabis. Right. Right? So there's, there's a need absolutely exactly. for modern medicine, but if there is just a comparable or even better use for cannabis let's go with that way oh, yeah find a balance between the two yeah. way, a way to combine it all that's like, the natural way right, right? So, they took natural um what is it natural medicine away a long time ago and it's i honestly feel it's because it was healing too many people and we rely on population control and death rates and all that other stuff for the world to function properly doctors need it unfortunately and they the pharmaceuticals and the doctors they feed off of each other and they need it too otherwise you know they get a certain percentage even um given to them for how many sick people they have every year and stuff and how many healthy people like they're paid accordingly so like natural medicine it heals people it stops people having to go to the doctors all the time the symptoms go away and they actually get to live a better quality of life which is better for us but not so much better for them right right and so I truly believe with my native background and everything I've learned over time within the environment that there is a healing combination of, of a certain like whether it's grasshopper pee and, and, and dandelion dander like it's there's a cure for almost anything in the world. I don't believe okay, I don't know if anyone's religious or not, but I don't believe that God would create a disease that the world can't heal naturally somehow or another. Okay. Yeah, right. Nice so yeah. there's got to be a cure out somewhere. there somewhere, you Let's know. Find him. And the, finding the actual balance between, like, doctor's ways and natural medicine is going to be the answer at the end of the day. Yeah. And we got to get the doctors on board with that, which is really important with the legalization of marijuana. So you healed yourself. Yeah. With cannabis. Yeah, different lotions and then edibles. I truly believe that edibles had a big part in it, too, because that at that point I was probably eating two edibles a day also. So, and that's also CBD and THC combined. So, yeah, that was uh, about 40 milligrams a day edibles and then the lotion twice a day. Okay. Yeah. That's, wow. It just went right away. And to this day, I'm still using it and I'm fine. I monitored every six months and they're like, I don't know what you did, but keep doing it. It's amazing. Marijuana is an amazing miracle plant. Yeah. Very good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you very much for being on our podcast. Thank you for having me. I lovingly refer to them as the happy hippies, this middle-aged couple from uh, the Durham region. I met them recently. I love spending time with them. I actually had to cut their interview into two parts, so I'm going to give you a little snippet this week, and on the next podcast, I'll add more. They're amazing. They've been working and playing in the cannabis industry for a long time. And they are willing to share how it's helped them, how it makes them smile. This is John and Patty. I call them our happy hippies. What would you say are some strains that you really like, both of you? They're completely different. Yes. So wait, so you have have two separate rolling trays here. (laughs) I'm painting a picture for our listeners. 
So there's a variety of bongs and two separate rolling trays. So that means that you smoke your strains and you smoke your strains. Wow. Kind but of. you share. Like sometimes if oh, you think, yes. oh, give me a hit off that. Or... When I roll, I always share. Okay. Because you're but fine with the indica. sometimes I have strains that she needs to stay away from. Right. With the hazes. Like, yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Whereas so, me. I but understand. we're What dealing, are your favorites? Like because we both deal with different ailments. Like I have fibromyalgia and bulging discs and um, anxiety kind of thing. He has the problems with his back and arthritis and stress, depression, depression, Mm -hmm. you know, so So it's different. different. So I stick to Indicas, but my favorite of all time is Purple Urkel. (laughs) Purple Urkel. Purple Urkel. Okay. I don't think I have heard of that one. Is it hard to get? Okay. It's a higher end. I think it's a hybrid. Falls under a hybrid. It's an indica. Indica dominant hybrid, but it gives you that pain management, like that with the heavier teeth. But then it's also heady, so it brings you into a good place. I've never left Purple Urkel without a smile on my face. Well, okay. Ever. I'm going to find you some Purple purple Urkel. I love Purple (laughs) Urkel. I'm going to find it. (laughs) And I I love Bubba. Uh, Any Bubba. Any Bubba. Bubba Kush. Bubba OG. You can do anything yeah. with a Bubba and give it to me. And yeah. I love my Bubba. Okay. <laughs> and Hindu. Works Hindu Kush. Really Afghan. well. Yeah. Afghan yeah. Hindu. Yeah. 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 Those are lovely. Those are like pioneers we're talking. Like they're yeah. original. Kinds <laughs> oh, and of... now I'm going to add yeah. this one. The, the Northern Lights. The Northern Lights is right up on there. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of. Um, there's strains now that the ones that you mentioned, they're they're combined with. So they're made new strains because these yeah. are their legendary mm-hmm. strains. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, John? What are your favorites? Uh, a lot of it is dependent on my, like what I'm using it for. for I'm fine for get out of depression cycles and stuff like a good hay, like a good ghost train haze is one of my favorites. Super silver haze I love. Uh, Blue dream, which is blueberry and haze and hybrids. A lot of times I just like well-balanced hybrids. Like I love the best of both worlds. I love the sativa and indica buzz. Though at nighttime I like a good strong, strong. knock me out indica, like right. a death bubba or yeah. something like that. Right. I, like, I took sleeping pills for years. And even mm-hmm. asked trying to take a, a sleeping pill, something for pain management. There was something else in there that I couldn't figure in my mind of what it was. You know, and, and I, I swore. I, well, I can stop taking anything, but I'll never be able to stop taking my sleeping pills. Yeah. I, st- I remember that. Yeah. I still <laughs> suffer from insomnia, and there's nights when I'm up, but I think I'm more accepting of it. Right. It's more what it is. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not, I found that I'll just smoke a different weed. I'll get something else that'll help me sleep, and then I don't have to take any. I'm not taking it. Or like a heavier edible, maybe. Maybe that would work. Those or- are amazing. Yeah, for sleep for long, oh, yeah. sort of I'm a rock kind of sleep, right? Yeah. yeah I've like, had morning before I've woken up and I'm still feeling <laughs> yeah, <you know>? me <laughs> yeah. I before when I first started I didn't realize what I was ingesting as much mm-hmm. as edibles. And um I ate a three hundred milligram brownie oh, yeah. before I had any edi- <laughs> any edible tolerance. And I was oh. seeing yellow and pink and blue more. circles and then I I, I was high the entire next day. I think they need to really educate people on how to Absolutely. take them. Somewhere. Like, we can make our own home ones, and I can go, we'll be going along fine. John makes batches of brownies, and I'm fine. Take one, I'm fine, I don't, I'm going to 
whatever I want. Other times, a couple hours go by, I'll be sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to lay down for a minute. I'm like, what is this feeling? Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's the edible. It's the <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. How many we times have we eaten one we and forgotten an hour later? Like, what's going on here? Um, yeah, they say there's three levels of eating edibles. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. And holy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not feeling it. Have another one. Oh, yeah, no. Well, that's well the it's like, mistake. I'm really, this new batch of oil, we bought a juice called Box Creator. Oh, it's wonderful. They work wonders. Well, yep. I'm thinking it's going to increase um, the THC and whatever in the oil. So right. I'm really working. I'm treading lightly. So when you were baking the before, you were not decarboxylating at all, I, or were you doing the other I method? I was, just using okay. the oven. Yes. So this helps, yeah. It's well, more I even. Him, it just doesn't seem like a good science to just shove it in your oven with tinfoil. Like, I know it works. On a low don't level, get, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but where's this, so like, the pan gets hot. I know. So that's a whole other. Yes. But this thing Plus has got yeah. to work amazing. Even though I still have my medical, I'm still like, uh, high, like, oh my God, they're going to come and get me. We still feel very but, much yeah. so like police are going to come and get us. Oh, I know no. that feels it's a ridiculous way, to, but it really no, feels that I way. I know. It sucks. It's <gasps> But hopefully over time that will be because there's yeah, like you can go time. as long as you're not anywhere near like where children would congregate or schools or anything. Yeah. You're free sense to, to yeah, anywhere, <laughs> like freely. Yeah, and we always were common sense before. Common sense and courtesy first, even before it was legal. Like, I wouldn't... Yeah. I, I feel that if you're a cigarette smoker, you should feel, like, it's the same yep. courtesy, right? You don't go stand at the park. Right, yeah, or the, zoo. or the zoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're just done. But if we're going to a Willie Nelson concert, we're good, right? Yes, <laughs> yes but if good. you want to go to the zoo and step out into the parking lot, yeah. you should be allowed to right. do that. Right. And there should, and this is like, there should be a space where you should be allowed. Even the term black market sounds so shady. I like it's green like, market. You know, I say green like, market. I like it's green not market. like, it's yeah, not like back in the day when I was 17 and hanging out on the corner of the arcade, you know, selling Graham's oil in the alley and wow. stuff. It's not like that anymore. You know, no, but that's such guess, a cool picture. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, what was that how, like? How I start. I've been living on my own since I was 17 and as a way to supplement my income and my habit. My friends and I would literally would go to our buddy and he would give us a big bag full of the little gram plastic grammars of okay. oil and we would split it up and we would go to the arcade downtown and we would sell it and at the end of the day we'd all get that was our life. How much was it for one of those was, little vials? Uh, the guys downtown at the time were selling it for 15 and they didn't like me because I was selling it for 12 for two okay. for 25 So they didn't really Two didn't for like 25 me. Yeah, two for 25 was my thing. Now, that, there's, there are little vials and you had to use a pin to sort of yes. scrape it out. Yep. Is that the stuff? Plastic grabbers, yeah. And they would, uh, that would be on like regular rolling plate <laughs> papers, like yes. the zigzags. Yeah. And then you would have to take um, tobacco. And, yep, and, that, and that would mix yeah. it over top, and that you would be your joint. You could do bottle totes with it, right. too, which is what I did pretty much for my 
It was just Damn. so readily. Do you remember just doing hot knives? Yes. <laughs> just hot knives on the I mean, stove. I mean, people burned their lips on hot knives. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or their bangs. Right? <laughs> <laughs> those get frizzy, curling yeah. iron. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't nothing. a curling iron. <laughs> you leave with no bangs, you come home with bangs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, what a nice yeah. walk down memory lane right oh, now. Yeah. Thinking about yeah, that. And now, to end our podcast, a tale from West Coast Jenny. Well, let me tell you a story. I was living in a beautiful neighborhood in Vancouver, British Columbia, called Commercial Drive, commonly known there as The Drive. And I worked at a coffee shop, and uh, it was a very trendy coffee shop. Also, the reason why I lived in that particular neighborhood was because from morning until night it smelled like marijuana and it was full of gay women so it was like the best of both worlds for me (laughs) heaven on earth and there was great coffee on every block and uh everybody liked really good fresh produce and there were a lot of vegetarian options it was really a mecca there was actually a neighborhood on rose street that was voted the most sought after neighborhood in North America for years because of the community that lived there. It was just a very young families. Everybody was very in the arts and really wonderful, loving central place. And during that time, um, I lived in a big giant house with several suites in it. And I turned into a, somewhat of a manager of the house fixing things because we had a slumlord. And one of our tenants um, was a young teenager for a while, being a roommate with one of the longtime tenants there who lived at the top. And this young kid was a skateboarder and about 18. And he'd lived on the West Coast his whole life, grown up with draft dodger parents on one of the islands, as many people there do. That's cool. And actually, they say that only you know 0.05 of the percent are actually from vancouver and then the rest are all americans americans or other canadians that came there Mm. um of (laughs) course we all know though that it is coast salish lands and indigenous unceded land so they graciously let all all of us live there yes Um, And I give thanks every day that they do. And sometimes I worry that maybe we should all just pack up and leave because I feel that land is so sacred. But back to my story. Um, So I'm with the, uh, there's this boy living with my neighbor upstairs. And I call him a boy because at the time I'm about 28 and he's about 18. Anyways, a young man, he's really cute and funny and good, good kid. And he has a bunch of friends in West Van and they have their own business. And he's always got a nice longboard or skateboard and um, nice new pair of shoes and stuff. But, you know, living very modestly. And I said, what do you guys do? And he gives me a, a big bud. <laughs> he goes, I do this. <laughs> and he skates away one afternoon. And I'm like, awesome. And I smell it. And I smelled it. And honestly... I salivate it and I handed it to my friend and I'm like, smell that. And he goes, oh my God, it smells like blueberries. And I go, it smells like juicy, real blueberries. Wow. That's bizarre. It's like, how do they do that? How do they make things smell like something? Yeah. And I thought I had no idea. I didn't know it could 
be anything cultivated and actually be in the bud. So we rolled it, of course, about three seconds later and smoked it about four seconds later. And while we were smoking it on the exhale, the aftertaste is unmistakably a round, juicy, flavorful, fruity, aromatic blueberry. (laughs) My girlfriend at the time came home and walked up the steps past us and she goes, oh my God, it smells like you guys are smoking blueberries. <laughs> and we laughed and we're like, blueberries. Anyway, he came home the next day or whatever and he was walking by and I saw him through the crack in my bedroom window and I opened my curtains and I yelled out, hey! And he goes, what? And I go, you have any more blueberries? And he's <laughs> like, he like gives me the high sign and uh, he comes to my door and we were laughing and he goes, that's what it's called. It's called blueberries. My friend started growing it in his blueberry patch and he you know thought wouldn't it be funny if the plant turned into and I don't know if that's the true way they cultivate it or not but it was the first time I'd ever tasted it and the high from it was this wonderful energetic happy thoughtful and it lasted longer than any other high oh my god it was just something you know because when you smoke chronically you don't often get high anymore yeah you know you just start doing it for while you're doing it to you know settle your nerves or your head or focus on the task at hand and but this was like we were going on a road trip across canada and as soon as you were done driving, you were like, my turn. And you like sit over and the driver would look over time. and just like, darn it. Because the passenger would be having some blueberries yeah. and just, wow. Canada is spectacular on blueberries. Best weed ever. Ever. Best weed ever. Honk, honk, well done, boys. The only purpose of this podcast is to entertain, educate, and to inform. It is no substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Instead, we encourage you to discuss your options with a healthcare provider who specializes in medical cannabis or with a cannabis lawyer. Guests who speak in this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions, and Kelly's Green Lounge has not and cannot be held responsible for guests' views. This podcast is available for private, non-commercial use only, advertising which is incorporated into, placed in association with, or targeted towards the content of this podcast is forbidden. You may not edit modify, or redistribute this podcast in any way.